0: G.I. Joe Sigma-6, code name for a highly trained special mission force. It's objective. Stop Cobra. Stop Cobra. Cobra. Sigma-6, be a hero. G.I. Joe will turn the tide. Be a hero. Sigma-6 is on your side. Be a hero. Be the best of the best. Whenever there's a mission, G.I. Joe is there.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, Doing stuff new in 2024. This is it, everybody. The official beginning of season seven. We're in season seven now, right? Oh, 87. Really? Well, this is the first episode of Sigma six. So it must be the first episode of the new
2: season. But we've been watching Sigma six for 60 years. It feels like. Wait it's a minute. No, we
1: show.
3: have been in season seven.
2: So we're in season eight now. The uh, show. Ugh. Ugh. Wow. We Can't are excited running like everybody. Eight poorly oiled machine here in in 2024 we are we are falling apart we are desperately
1: in need of some uh, uh, wd-40 that is that is a fact
3: or wd-41 in your case uh, because you're off by one
1: that's a pretty good point anyway this is knowing is half the podcast and i am race to canis
3: I am Robert Clark Chan, and that is the only clean introduction you're going to get from me all season long.
1: Hey,
2: you know what, then?
1: I'm excited to have been a part of it.
2: Well, I tried to introduce myself, and I got talked over, which uh, seems like it's 2024 in some places and 1954 in others. It does feel like we have
3: been doing this podcast since 1954, so I'll agree with you. It's funny because the Detroit Lions
1: Lions are having their best season since 1954, so let's get excited. Do not start this off with that. (laughs) All I want to talk about right now, quite (laughs) honestly. I
3: mean, I would think that Gina would love talking about football. That's
1: a great point, Gina. Could you tell them about your big fantasy football victory?
2: Yeah. So I won a thing that adults play, which is uh, I, they like move little football figurines around on a board and place mm-hmm. them in places. Like It's like Stratego.
3: Yeah. You're talking about Blood Bowl.
1: <laughs> uh, huge Blood Bowl fan right here. Number one and only. Mm-hmm the uh, fact, that Chan's the one who made the Blood Bowl reference. Honestly, I could end the show right here. I'm happy.
3: <laughs> oh, I need nothing oh. more. One of the things that I got for you in the UK is a picture of a Games Workshop place in Stratford upon Avon. There's You're just god dang right just walking around, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Is that a Warhammer? It's
1: a huge Warhammer sign up." The thing what I the will hell? tell you, Robert Clark Chan is that uh, Games Workshop, of course, International Corporation that I used to work for, yes, most people know this. uh, UK, uh, England is roughly the size of what? The state of Mississippi? It's not particularly big, but there are, I believe, twice as many Games Workshop stores in that one country as there are in the entire United States. (laughs) So yes, no doubt you found a Games Workshop store or two or 20 in your travels.
3: In the the hometown of... Uh, William Shakespeare.
1: Shakespeare would have had it no other way. I imagine. If Shakespeare that. was alive today. He would have a blood bowl team. That's all I'm trying to say.
2: Who's to say he's not alive today? We don't Thank know who's you. still alive. The earth is flat. Elvis is not dead. And uh, William Shakespeare has been infusing himself with the blood of 12 year olds for 100 years. Wait, who's that talking? Do they introduce themselves?
3: Uh... <laughs> I did it. So you have to do it.
2: I'm 2024 as Gina Ippolito, leaner and meaner. <laughs> All
1: right. Hey. <laughs> those trips, uh, those trips are, you know, trimming you down. That's exciting to hear. Is it possible for you to get leaner and meaner? I, I can't you can't go into negatives, Gina. That's not how weight works. Oh my gracious. Anyway, I'm excited because this is season eight. I'm excited because this is G.I. Joe Sigma 6 episode 14. I've been waiting for, I've been waiting for months. To do another Sigma Six episode. You know, I have. And so we got to. This is episode 14, the first episode of the second season of Sigma Six. It is called Hidden. And it takes place in, starting in London, Robert Clark Chan. I just wrote here, okay, Chan, tell your stories.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do not tell your stories, Chan. This needs to, we need to stay stay on track for G.I. Joe. You're allowed to interject. Anecdotes every now and then, but you're not allowed to show your vacation photos on a podcast for four hours.
3: Did I mention that I got uh, a bunch of uh, snacks and candies at the airport and brought them home for us oh, to shit. sample?
2: Oh, oh shit. boy! I mean, whole lot of crumpets.
3: Uh, nary a crumpet to be found. Dang! Exactly. Dang! Uh, I mean, crumpet is just a uh, honestly. A dry it, it, biscuit. It's a watered down, goddamn English muffin.
2: That's true. Wow, a whole lot hummus. of uh, uh, PB Tibbs tea.
3: Uh, PG Tips tea. And, <laughs> Same thing. You no, know, I went trying to find coffee in uh, that misbegotten country, and Who the nobody hell are you? has Ted
2: coffee.
3: Uh, nobody like. Like, Americanos are acceptable. Like, they're in the ballpark. Why would you get
2: coffee if you... When I was in Ireland, I didn't get coffee. I ordered Irish breakfast tea, whiskey, and beer. What is wrong with you, Chan?
3: Like, all at once? Jesus. (laughs) That sounds monstrously unpleasant.
2: Chan is the one
1: person who would go to England and then make his own biscuits all night for the next day. A la Ted Lasso.
3: I mean, oh, okay. You mean biscuits like uh, uh, like cookies <laughs> biscuits not with biscuits the boss? Like biscuits. Yeah. Because um, uh, I've been told that scones would be great there. And I did not have. No, I, ha- I had a scone and it was fine, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It wasn't. It wasn't all that.
2: Sounds like you so went the question, to the wrong place.
1: The big question I have is like, you know, people talk a lot about British cuisine. So how was the Indian food there? Uh actually real good
2: yeah i was gonna say my 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 sister-in-law is from england uh and like everyone raves about their indian food there it
3: was one of the things that i was like uh, we didn't get a chance to like get to like a really fancy place so like at some point uh we're just gonna have like order takeout or whatever and so we just got like a place that was close to us just a place and it was real
2: good so uh, yeah, that's that's not that's undisputed that England has really really good Indian food. Yeah, I wonder I wonder how they manage that. That's
1: so weird that you know they're <laughs> England but they have really good Indian food. I mean nobody <laughs> nobody can tell. Nobody.
3: Listen, hears if
2: secret. you're going to conquer something, you'd better get their best food afterwards.
3: I I we went to many places, including uh more than one like ex excellent uh british food place you know like a expensive like gordon ramsay like, obviously like a 500 yeah. year old pub we went to a gordon ramsay restaurant mm-hmm. and uh oh
1: you guys didn't like it
3: oh well i i did fine um our uh, uh there was another dish that was like fish and chips swear to god the fish was like 20 inches long it oh was my god produce. it was ridiculously big and it was kind of bland uh, and then, of course, the child, uh, the six year old, does not eat anything anymore. Absolutely nothing that is not. Oh, why you don't take dessert. a six year
2: old on a fancy vacation, sir. Thank
3: you. Leave him home. Yeah. Um, well, this is so that he'll remember uh, when we're old and infirm that he owes us.
2: No, okay. you got you know to. That's why okay. you wait until they're like 11 when they can remember. Uh, remember you mean six? When,
3: I'm too old to climb the friggin' stairs in the. Tube over there? Hell Gee, no! That's
1: not that's not that many years from now. Um, it is not. It is really not. Oh dear! Oh dear! Uh, but uh, all of the British food
3: was basically uh, uh, acceptable at best and subpar at worst. Uh, whereas, like all of the non-British stuff, yeah, like the Indian food and uh, um, some other stuff was all
2: fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's what I've we, heard.
3: We went it's to Dishoom, worst. which was like a um, like an Iranian cafe uh, kind of place amazing food i i had the um the breakfast you know the um the traditional english breakfast but done you know with like an iranian flair that was amazing the one that i had of the actual english breakfast from a place that was like the highest rated english breakfast place uh on yelp or something like that um not that great
2: Uh, I stayed in on New Year's Eve because I I did a big thing on New Year's Day at my friend's brewery, and I didn't feel like being sleepy and hungover on New Year's Day. But what I did do on New Year's Eve was impulse buy tickets to Scotland at at 7 o'clock at night.
3: All right. I mean, well, to be fair,
2: I've been planning a trip for a while. I just like never pulled the trigger. But like, I do have already have my like three guidebooks that I bought.
0: <laughs> and I was
2: just like, you know what? bucket. It. It's New Year's. I'm going to I'm going to buy these tickets in 2023. And I'll, this is how I'll close out the year. It's pretty mm-hmm.
1: solid. You know, I, I just stayed home and did nothing with children on New Year's Eve. But on New Year's Day. I went to a place called the Rose Bowl to watch Michigan defeat the mighty Alabama Crimson Tide to advance to the college football finals. As you listen to this now, you know how they did in those finals, but we have not played that game yet. It was one of the greatest events I've ever been to in my entire life. It was amazing. Didn't the tickets
3: cost like as much as we spent to go to England?
1: So, we're talking about G.I. Joe, oh, uh, G.I. Joe Sigma Six hidden. Very, very interesting episode. Now, I don't opened... you know how much you spent on those chickens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we open in, in London, but there's a figure implausibly on a pole blowing in the wind, really playing into that anime style. How did he get up on that pole? I don't know. I can get I up know.
0: there. I can Why get up sitting...
1: there. Why is he Batmaning up there? I don't know.
3: You dare and me? Then...
2: I can get up there.
3: they don't tell us anything about this dude. He just is there looking cool. And then we cut to Cobra. And at that point I was like, okay, something's up with this episode. Yes. Like I've missed, there's like a huge shift between last uh, half season and this season. I don't know what's going on, but I, I will come to find out. Um, implausibly i agree with you that this is possibly the best sigma six episode to date
2: yes. i forgot I, everything that came before it i i even chatted you guys and i was like well crap it's been too long i i remember nothing so by yeah. that measure yes it's the best episode that i remember <laughs> fair enough it's probably the best episode of
1: G.I. Joe you can possibly remember quite honestly no you (laughs) shut
2: your mouth I I, I've had enough I've had enough years between the Sunbow era original Sunbow era now that it's nostalgia for me and if there's one thing I I take really seriously it's nostalgia
1: (laughs) I love to hear that because uh, when we first opened you I I felt like when we first started watching G.I. Joe you were convinced none of this would imprint on you whatsoever
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like when and you, when you like, date a dude does. that's, like, kind of boring and, like, kind of terrible, and you're like, ugh. But then you date, like, four really terrible dudes, and you're like, well, remember that one guy that was acceptable?
1: Oh, my God. Are you going to go back and find that lawyer from, like, 14 years ago?
2: Oh, who was that? Oh, oh uh, boy. Uh. Yeah, I guess he would. <laughs> I guess. I guess one of the lawyers would qualify as acceptable, but not exciting. Yes. on.
3: Anyway. <laughs> hey.
1: uh, oh we found one, everybody.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's that's my that's me to a T. I'm I'm the guy that like uh, years later, you're like ah, I guess that wasn't <laughs> as bad as the shit shows I've been dating since. Oh
2: no, Chan! Uh, that's terrible. That is, <laughs> It's to be fair, food. though,
1: you know, considering that I, I most of my dating history comes from the Midwest, I'm that exciting guy because <laughs> <laughs> they you all, are ju- not. you know, they, uh, they're all just like, oh man, he sometimes shows up on TV, and he's always like got internet things going on. He does a he does a podcast. How about that?
3: <laughs> How exciting was lo- that man? Is man low, I, that was a wild low. time
1: for me.
0: It's a low, it's a low
1: bar. bar, Gina. I'm not trying to say anything else. <laughs>
3: uh, I hope I hope all of the people. <laughs> that i knew back in auburn washington feel that way about me i won't ever find out cuz i am never going back i don't want to talk to any of those people ever again but i hope that uh i'm like a legend like a minor uh like not not uh sir Mixalot big i mean that's that's nobody wants that guy to come out of auburn yeah. but uh you know just like third tier like uh when you look up a wikipedia and it's like Someone who won two football championships in a row in high school in 1978. That's the level of of celebrity I want. Uh, I like that in, in my hometown.
1: Chance, stop it! You'd never win two football championships in a row. <laughs> oh no, I'm just
3: saying. That's the I can, I could make it to that <laughs> level of fame. Bar. Like you do, like two web series and that's about the level. That's okay. About the yeah, level you're right. You get for uh...
1: I'm one web series away, baby. Let's go.
3: There you Uh, go. Make it happen.
1: So we do the opening credits, which are similar but different. Once again, it's fine. Uh, We cut back to this is about Mm. the Terror Drome. We're going to the Terror Drome, everybody. Ain't nothing nothing wrong with that.
2: way to the Terror Drome.
3: Welcome to the Terror Drome.
1: What I really liked about this. Well, first off, Zartan and Cobra Commander having a chat. And I seem to remember didn't cobra commander get arrested and captured at the end of season one
2: i don't I think that was at the
3: beginning of season one and beginning he got of out season
1: one and he broke out i don't know yeah. you're right it's been gina too many months since we watched this <laughs> that uh, i really thought maybe i'm thinking of the end uh, uh i don't know Of deke era you're right maybe beginning of season one of this it was the beginning
3: back. Of season one because we had a whole thing where we were like what the hell happened what did we miss blah 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 um i i oh, agree that yeah you're right long. he like
2: he got out and you're we like how did he get out why is he not in jail yeah.
3: mm-hmm. uh yeah. we should probably just abandon g.i joe entirely and- i don't do think it. that could possibly no happen. if
2: i don't finish this before both of you are dead <laughs> i will i will force you i will set up a video screen on your grave
1: mm-hmm.
2: and force you to finish it out and then i will play it play the only the worst episodes on a loop for all eternity for you
1: okay so i went back and looked at my notes at the end it was zeus part two that was the end of the first season duke Mm. and cobra commander finally had their one-on-one big anime fight and at the end of it uh cobra commander had a cool force field remember that he escapes at the end floods the chamber and then duke escapes and that's basically the end of season one Mm. so he did not get captured so i was totally wrong but he he does have Storm Shadow, and they're doing what's called um, the Terror Drome Project. Dude,
3: uh, we need to stop and talk about how what a great entrance uh, Storm Shadow makes. Like thank Storm you. Storm Shadow! Just, whoosh, out Which of the appears shadows. Out of the
1: shadows, yeah. Uh,
3: and anybody who watches AEW knows that's some House of Black shit right there, and that is great.
1: It was great. And what, what I also liked is that Cobra Commander tells Storm Shadow to go on this mission, and Storm Shadow's like, That that's you sure that's what you want? Not a great idea, boss. He's like, yeah. He's basically just like this is not it's not a good plan. And Cobra Commander's immediately like, Are you second guessing me? He's like, Absolutely not. I'm gonna get that mission done. I'll see you later. (laughs) And I just love that little gentle pushback, uh telling Cobra Commander that he's an idiot. Yeah. And then And, and then being so good at your job, it doesn't matter. You're gonna go make it work anyway.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna do this. I just want you to know that this is a bad idea. Yeah. So I can say, I told you so when it all goes south.
1: Yeah, take this disc. Remember when discs were the center of everything? <laughs> Including 20 years ago uh, in G.I. Joe and uh, of the 1980s from when this was? Because they needed a big old disc, remember, to shut down the Pyramid of Darkness, and then they came in on cows? Look, good moments. Good moments, one and all. Oh, when he says, it. Storm Shadow, take this disc to the UK. Give me that big old disc. the oh, oh, boy, that just happened. Uh, we're talking about the uh, plasma dome generator creates impenetrable defense, uh, or uh, plasma energy generator, or oh, plasma hey. field generator. I mean, they call it a lot of different things. Hold I on. just call what? it the peg.
3: What? Because
2: mm. you love to get pegged?
3: One hundred percent. That is why he. Wants
1: it. Yeah, the plasma energy generator. That's, I, I enjoy pegging. What's mm-hmm. your point? Uh, I, I, I want to be protected, Gina
3: uncharacteristically go back and play some of the intro because I did make a note um, about it.
0: Striking from the shadows, a ruthless organization named Cobra has returned to unleash an endless army of robotic troops
1: and massive machines on the world.
3: (laughs) You know what? That is some classic Cobra-ish. That is... exactly what i want out of a ruthless terrorist organization mm-hmm. i don't i don't just want them to take over the world i want them to take it over with giant fucking robots yeah and huge tanks and yes a terror drone because that is wild and over the top and uh good television
1: I, Look, Agreed. you're not gonna have to convince me I'm, I'm on board i'm on board from the jump um we cut We cut over to, we get to the intro, and they do refer to the G.I. Joe team as a bunch of young operatives, which I thought was a little strange. <laughs> I know Scarlett's 14, but the rest right. of the crew, I thought, skewed slightly older.
2: No, they're all children. They've just been given a lot of uh, Flintstones vitamins.
1: Yeah, oh, child well, soldiers, every one of them. That explains 10 million strong and growing. Uh, so we got to training for the Joe team. We got Duke. He's on this new quad called, uh, the, called the Panther quad the pan- that uh, High Tech has created. He cre- so congratulations, High Tech. You invented an ATV. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos, man. You did it. Uh, now we get a coded message. And what I love about this is Duke is out there training on the Panther quad. High Tech, while he's sitting in the control room watching the training, goes, Oh, guys, we got a coded message. And then literally one second later, it cuts a hard cut to Duke and Scarlet walking into High Tech's room. We do not have time to wait for you.
3: <laughs> Audience
1: catch up. I know he's watching Duke on a battlefield. And one second later, Duke is talking to him in the room. But we don't have time for transitions here.
3: No. And there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> and
1: That's I loved part it. Part of the
3: reason that I like this episode, because it's well paced. It's
1: clipping along at a nice pace. It is, uh, and he finds out in the coded message. It basically says Cobra wants the peg, um, the I plasma energy like generator. I don't. I don't think that's how it was phrased. <laughs> I mean, that's the Cobra wants pegging. That's what it said.
2: That's Ooh. how Ray reads everything, though.
1: I mean, generally mm. speaking, if I can help it. I also like that high tech throws in the little line. Oh, this plasma energy generator.
2: It's based on my Sigma Six research. <laughs> All right, Dick. <laughs> You get enough credit on this show. Listen, he's gotta <laughs> remind people he's planning on asking his boss for a raise soon. So he has to lay the groundwork. Come on. High tech, put it in a one
1: sheet and just keep it on your record, all right? We don't need you to keep talking about it all the freaking time.
3: Honestly, it was information that was extraneous. And if it doesn't actually affect the plot, uh, like he figures out how to disable it because he, you know, he
1: built the technology or something. I don't want to hear it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's just him being a little bit of a needy bitch. Uh that's what I'll say. Uh okay, so we cut to a transition. Now we got the dreadnocks. And you know, if you put the dreadnoughts in anything, you're making it better. Um I
3: do appreciate that they get some level of competence in this series.
1: They kind of do. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> maybe actually, the most competence they've ever had. <laughs>
3: yeah, they pull off the thing they're trying to do. The only thing that uh, uh ends up deep sixing them is Zartan basically having a little too much Cobra Commander rub off on him. Truth. because uh, he He's rubbing off almost... while
2: the pegging's happening.
3: Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, there's just nonstop pegging. Pegging back and forth.
1: Yeah. what I, Again, transitions do not apply here. Dreadnoughts, we just cut to them driving off with the peg. The plasma energy generator. And then immediately, Duke just steals it from him before we can even get our bearings. And we get a good old tr- chase scene. And what do do they call the Dreadnoughts? What term, what insult do they come up with? Chan, do we have a little audio clip for this? Hands up, Dreadnoughts! I love it. Absolutely love it. More of that. And what I liked about this a lot was some of the back and forth interplay between some of the tactics, because he steals the peg from them. He's riding away. They chase after him. His reinforcement, Scarlet's in an airship, and she starts like, uh, 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 what, shooting down some of the trees, and they end up blocking the way so the Dreadnoughts can't get through. And then she flies overhead and scares them away. And I'm like, that's a pretty legitimate strategy to win this encounter as a third party. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, And then we cut to a figure watching them from a cliff. And I ask, is this the same figure from the opening scene? I'm not sure that it is. I don't actually think it is. Is that weird?
3: Uh, This was actually a little bit confusing. And um, I guess I don't hold it against you that you didn't pick up on it. uh, Because it seems that this guy is like a sniper. And he shoots out like some uh, rocks in the canyon so that Duke cannot escape. Correct. Um,
1: He's targeting and, Duke at one point as well.
3: Yeah. Uh, but then he sees the the peg and was like, okay, well, I go get that. That's the most important thing here. Um, but I think it's supposed to be uh, uh, Firefly. Who
0: yes, it is. Okay, so that's
3: my question. Is a good guy.
0: Wait. Well,
2: Firefly not a good guy. chan what I case, I have no. a theory.
1: Uh, we get introduced to Firefly as a good guy here. No, but he's However,
2: clearly okay.
1: We know Firefly is a bad guy. He's obviously going to turn traitor at some point.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even here, he's like not like it's clear that he's a bad guy playing a good guy.
3: Well, With I don't. Like... At the end, he's just like, "Hey, what's up, bud? You know, yeah. what's a dick dick wad? You know, give him a uh, um."
1: It's wild. He calls him a dick wad right there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. What is he? A wad of dick? I mean, it doesn't even make sense. It's uh, he's not the nicest guy. He's not friendly. Um, and this is the thing is because they're all a bunch of white people. Uh, and the nice guy we end up meeting has an eye patch. Except that this guy does not have an eye patch. So, yes, we the original guy that we see on the uh, the standing implausibly on that pole has a cape. This guy does not have a cape. I get thrown a little bit by some of the specifics going on right here.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, whatever it is, um, I I guess I have to, like, deduct some points uh, for being a little confusing to two, three grown ass adults. um, I wasn't confused. It was. Yeah, you are. Because you still think the firefly is a bad guy and. As the narrative lays out, obviously he's going to become a bad guy. No, but. The narrative at this point is because he's a good guy.
2: No, yeah, but like we already know Firefly as a character.
3: Yes. Not in this series. Not in this series. No, but 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 they're not
2: going to bring back a bad guy from another series and all of a sudden make him a good guy
1: i uh, think definitely could they did that with storm shadow in the deke gi joe even though he did he was a tweener he went back and forth yeah that's that's comics.
2: totally different he was always he always had a code but this is a bad character that they're introducing to be like hey hey remember this guy he's not gonna make it for long he's a double agent
1: Okay, so I'm look I'm I'm re-watching some of the scenes right here. And in fact, he is wearing the same either like loose flannel or cape in this scene as he was in the beginning scene. So yeah. this is the this is the same guy. Yes. Uh, I just didn't pick up on it. Ugh. And yeah, this guy is going to almost for sure end up being Firefly. Yeah.
3: His uh, name is Firefly. Yeah. I, well, what are you Firefly.
2: people talking about? Did we watch the same show? What's happening? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, there it is. Um, okay. So uh, he, he shoots the terrain down Uh Duke crashes. And then, uh, sorry, high tech. Uh, he smashes the Panther quad. It gets destroyed in the crash. And we get a matchup between uh, one of the dreadnoks takes on uh, snake eyes. 1v1, I think this is Machete Mach- ma- ma- Um, and there's no chance Snake Eyes loses a one-on-one fight to a treadnock ever, I just put that out there Yeah, I just wrote, well this is already over <laughs> and sure enough Snake Eyes stomps him uh, Scarlet versus, takes on, I believe Ripper and maybe Buzzer um, the other two, uh, and actually Scarlet gets blown out of the air
2: yeah, just like that dude that just jumped at a judge what
1: literally could be any guy jumping you guys at a need judge, to be online
2: more okay <sighs> you didn't see the video of the guy that like got denied denied a, a like early release or prison and he fucking vaults himself over and there are some funny ass memes about it he vaults himself over to attack the judge <laughs> it is the funniest thing she's fine which is why it's funny
0: <laughs>
2: I'll, fi- I'll find it for you but I, well, but I just I, found it yeah, it just—it reminded me of when
1: Scarlet goes flying. Listen, here's the deal, Gina. First off, shame on you. I am terminally online, twenty four seven.
2: Well, this uh, was. Just, oh news. my God! All right, it's it great. It's great, right? Wow, it's totally the worth flag it. Falls. To put it in the chat so Chan just so Chan can see it.
1: What All right, my... hold on a sec.
3: Oops. Hey. Can we talk I, I hate I, I hate that I'm the person that's just saying this, but can we talk about the G.I. Joe now? No, yeah, wow, look
2: at that. we got him. <laughs> I'm we saying she him. flew through the air just like a G.I. Joe, just
1: like a moment in real life. This is,
2: true.
1: this is true. Chen, sorry, what do you want to add here?
3: No, I just want to move on. I want to get this goddamn thing over with. I do not want to be seeing. Dudes launching themselves at judges.
1: That's all I want to watch. (laughs) I've seen so many videos like this one. This one didn't register, but yes, this is pretty great, Gina. And thank you for telling me about it. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh Uh, it turns out that who blew Scarlet out of the air? It was Zartan in a giant airship. And now that he's taken out Scarlet, and literally he drops her ship. She's down for like basically the rest of the episode. It's kind of rad. Uh, some of the actual things that happen in this episode are like, dude, more of this. You guys figured it out. Let's go. Uh, he goes after Snake Eyes next, who's just on a motorcycle. Uh, shoots a ton of lasers at him. Takes out the motorcycle. At which point, a new player joins the battle. Now, in my head, I'm like, "Oh, it's the same guy, right?" From the cliff, right? That's what we're meant to think, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not that same guy. He's a Brit and he's got an eye patch. And he uh, 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 there's a huge air battle right here as the guy is in his own little like flying ship. And I was like, well, who's this going to end up being? Uh, I asked, is this the same guy as before? It is not upon further uh, deduction. Thank you. Uh, TV's Gina Ippolito. And uh, sorry, is Gina Ippolito. Thank you. Thank you. They have a wonderful air battle. That's a little like uh, Star Trek 2, a little con versus Kirk action in that he has his, uh, Zartan gets his shields uh, disabled. He gets his engines disabled. And he's just going to (laughs) like, he's like, turn it around anyway. We're going to go get him. (laughs) And he just gets, he's about to get blasted out of the, I love it, man. I just, I love what's going on here. Zartan, one thing that really I love about G.I. Joe that really hit me while watching this couple of scenes is how if you're a member of G.I. Joe or Cobra, regardless of what your specialty is, you're going to be put in position that you are not prepared for. Zartan is a master of disguise, put in charge of being the admiral of an airship. Those skill a, sets
3: don't line up. He gets he gets a throne in the ship. He does. That is, yes, you know th- there there are better uses of uh, weight and space in a flying aircraft. Than that huge throne <laughs> that he's in, yeah. Gold typically, plated.
1: yeah, uh, I love it. I love the fact that Zartin's a uh, little Peter's principles here. He's in a little bit over his head, he got promoted beyond his ability, and now he's just getting destroyed by this British fellow. I love it. So, what ends up happening here is let's see here. Uh, okay, the Dreadnoks get the peg back. And Zartan shoots all his stuff. uh, We just cut to uh, Dreadnought's found it. Like, they're about to take off, and they turn, they're like, oh, there it is. Let's just grab it, Yeah, (laughs) which I kind of enjoyed. Zartan blows out everything he can at this British guy's airship, which is very small. It's like a personal craft. And he just throws up all these uh, personal, you know, field generators around him, uh, this great defense, and he can't get through. So Zartan just takes off. He's like, look, if we can't hurt this guy, we're already a little bit weakened on our ship. We got to go. And so Dreadnoughts get the peg and they those crew both basically disappear. They disappear so that Duke can get a new message from this mystery person. And the message says, join me here at these coordinates. And Duke says, I got a good idea who this guy is. So he says, Storm Shadow, or I'm sorry, Snake Eyes, Scarlet, go get the peg back. Because Zartan has it now, because he's he's regrouped off camera with the Dreadnoks, and now he has the uh, the technology. <coughs> and I'm going to go meet that guy. Here we go. Point W245, as we call it, literally on screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We find out that the British guy is Lieutenant Stone. Okay. A character
3: from a previous iteration of G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe
1: Extreme, except now he's British
2: with an eye patch,
1: yeah. He had an eye patch or a British accent.
2: He didn't. Is this the dude that wore the sunglasses?
1: I mean, everyone Uh, in G.I. Joe Extreme wore the sunglasses, you know. You're gonna have to, he he wasn't the the boss over them.
3: Uh, he was, uh, it was Stone and uh, Sergeant Savage Fury, Stone and Savage, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and Who's the guy with the glasses that I'm thinking of? Oh, you're thinking of Clancy. Clancy, that's right. Clancy.
3: Clancy.
1: Easily, easily um, uh, impersonated by Ironcloth. Yes,
2: yes, 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 yes.
1: Uh, so spoiler alert for, you know, but you, we'd hope that you'd know that by now if you're on this episode of this show.
3: You know, that's what you get for not listening to every fucking episode we've ever yeah. uploaded.
1: Hey, what's wrong with you? What are you ungrateful... In
3: the in don't you
2: want your f- 10th sub free? You get a punch card if you listen to every episode. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're not handing out free subs after 10 episodes, you
1: we could not afford that. to, to be, be clear, clear. no, they, they don't call him Lieutenant Stone, they just call him Stone. Yeah, no. but like, yeah, because they would have to the call him character tenant. in GI Joe Extreme. So,
3: Stone Cold Crazy, yo, um, also that. Okay. Uh, why not? That's it. That's all I got. Okay.
1: <laughs> so yeah, uh, according to this officially, Lute- okay. Lieutenant Stone is the name of three different fictional characters from the G.I. Joe No, franchise. I hate this. Why? Mm-hmm. Each one of them are featured in a different continuity. Two lieutenants appearing uh, in both the animated series and comic books for G.I. Joe Extreme and G.I. Joe Sigma Six. And as a sergeant played by Brendan Fraser, in the live-action oh, film, G.I. Yes. Joe Rise of Cobra. Yes, yes, yes. No. I did
2: see that when I Googled him, like, this episode. I was like, I know I'm supposed to know who Stone is, and I remember the name, uh, and I Googled it, and the first image that came up was Brendan Fraser. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so Lieutenant Stone in
1: the in the G.I. Joe Extreme was essentially the leader of the team. It was not Sergeant Savage. Lieutenant Stone was the calmer one who assembled the team and worked directly under Clancy. Uh, for those of you who remember, and Lieutenant Stone was sort of the Duke of that operation. But he was uh, decidedly not British.
2: Yeah, uh, none of this sounds this sounds vaguely familiar, but I want I want I need him to be consistently British or inconsistently American. Wait. Shut up.
3: Okay.
1: And just to show here, Lieutenant Stone is a British Joe agent in G.I. Joe Sigma-6. He's an experienced pilot and an old friend of Hawk and Duke. Duke and he were in ops training together, and he first appears in season two of the series. He and Firefly joined the Sigma-6 team and officially hand over the Sea Titan to Duke. We'll get there. It becomes their new base. We'll get there. Uh, Stone had been overseeing the Sea Titan project on behalf of General Hawk. The ship functions as a self-sustained base, blah, 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 blah. We'll get to okay. that stuff in a little okay. bit.
2: Okay.
1: But uh yeah. Lieutenant Stone. So he is still Lieutenant Stone here, even though they didn't call him Lieutenant Stone. I call him Lieutenant Stone. I turned out to be right. Um drop. Drop the base, everybody. Ray got one right without being told. Thank you.
2: But in England, it's pronounced Lieutenant.
1: Oh shoot, you're right. Crap. G.I. Joe will return after these messages G.I. Joe X-Wing It changes from a jet to an attack copter
3: X-Wing, X-Wing Cobra's
1: gonna feel your skin now Joining the attack is the G.I. Joe Mean Dog Nobody beats G.I. Joe The G.I. Joe Mean Dog Mean Dog's got a bad bite Looking for Cobra an and itch to fight. But nobody beats
0: G.I. Joe A real American
3: hero X-Wing comes with pilot Mean Dog with driver Joe,
0: Joe.
1: back to gi joe anyway uh, i found my place in the notes here zartan hooks up the weapon zartan has the peg and he has now hooked up the peg to his ship while kind of putting repairs together he brings it back to full capacity now with the weapon attached to it i don't know exactly how any of this works scientifically chan i'm hoping you have an answer for me nope they hook it up to a plasma generator
3: which is roughly the same as uh um i don't know you try and make your car go faster so you uh just get like a another car battery set it down in the passenger seat and just like hook it up to the ac vents
2: that is how it and, works and all of yeah, a sudden
3: i've done that now you have a plasma field generated around you or something
2: this this makes sense to me no, I'm again. It
1: also kind of feels a little bit like the uh, the NO2 in a Fast and the Furious vehicle. Yeah,
2: no. that's also yeah. true. That's also Except a real thing that happens. That, that's that is a real thing that you can
1: do. Whereas, uh, I mean, wait a minute, Chan, are you trying to say you can't just hook up a plasma energy generator to your sp- to your um, flying uh, starship? What are you talking about?
3: I. This was the actually the only part. This is a thing that usually happens in a GI Joe episode. Some b- bonkers ass business that doesn't make any sense at all unless you're like a, a seven year old boy. You're like, oh yeah, that's rad. Uh, a, a motorcycle on top of a tank on top of a helicopter. Um. Uh. Usually that happens all the time. This is the only time that happens in this episode. The only time where I. I felt my uh, um, sphincter uh, my what your sphincter my no I felt my sphincter all the way through I fondle it uh, like you would uh, uh, play with a fidget cube always when I'm watching television but uh, this was the only time where I was like ah that's kind of dumb and hokey
1: and didn't need to be there it really of is the pouring really the it. nitro juice down the robot dog's throat of season two. That's that's
3: yeah.
2: Oh that. yes, 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 yes.
1: Yeah, uh, and this is the point where Lieutenant Stone uh, now is hanging out with Duke. They're they're you know meeting back up. They're introducing their crews. Stone introduces him to his second in command, Firefly. And I went, ah, oh, wait a minute.
3: <laughs> 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 oh,
1: hold on now, everybody. Fire who? Uh, he's a very very bad member of Cobra and I mean bad in the Michael Jackson way uh he is a bad man oh hold up before we get there
3: um zartan gets defeated um pull some pretty uh, swank tactics and they just oh, that's where we're going next yeah uh but uh as they're departing we've got our uh, um oh God oh, Jan, it... It... I
1: know Jan I know what chan can I say one th- can I introduce this and lead us into this because I know exactly what you're about to do do you mind? Mm-hmm. So here's the scene. Uh, after we get introduced to Firefly, we go, uh, you got you got uh, Stone saying, ready the laser uh, now. Stone is back now in his private uh, v- uh, flying vehicle, taking on Zartan for round two. He tells a team that we don't, you know, have a ton of uh, uh, communication with. We don't know what their deal is yet. He says, ready the laser now. And then he flies out over the water. Zartan follows him. A bunch of laser beams shoot up from out of the water, and uh, the plasma field for Zartan's ship goes down. I don't know how this works exactly, at which point we cut back to Zartan, Zartan having to lick his wounds and and, and flee that moment because he just got wrecked from underneath in an unexpected move, and what does his crew sound like?
3: Uh 21 and 24, right? Is that are those, those are Oh, numbers? that's
1: the henchman from yes, from uh, Venture Brothers. This is easily going <laughs> to explode. Sir,
2: but I don't want to explode.
3: Who does? My friend, who does? <laughs> you know what? I'm sure there's
2: someone out there who's like that's how I want to go out. <laughs> oh, Chen,
1: did you also get the part before that section where they do a rack a Oh, jeez. Oh, I don't
3: yeah, even know that, that is, I, but yeah,
1: it.
2: I do remember
1: that. <laughs> Was like, it was wow. right after he says you were two degrees off with your shot.
3: <laughs> Real
1: dick move, by the way.
3: Yeah, that is you don't want to tell your underwings. He's not
1: destroyed. I mean, he's just disabled. Yeah, you were two two degrees off with your shot. A hole. No wonder Firefly's gonna turn to traitor. Two degrees off with your shot. Must I do everything myself around here? Finished. Finished. Oh. So we get a rack of of everybody, and I'm. Wow, here for it. yeah, that's something else. And Firefly is right to be disgruntled in that moment. He crushed that moment.
3: <laughs> this is
1: when and he is decides to be chastised. bad, probably.
3: Yeah, yeah, this is it. You, that's you, a villain
1: you, origin story, if ever I've seen one.
3: Damage my pride.
1: Granted, no, because we've already seen him doing stuff earlier. But he's probably taken this kind of abuse for a while now.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What I love about this is Zartan takes the shot, is very well disabled, and he's so he's so pissed that he's gonna lose this with a superior ship. He loops back around now that the submersible G.I. Joe Sigma 6 vehicle manned by Firefly is out of the water. And he wants to kamikaze pilot the submarine. <laughs> yeah. He, he's prepared he What death. do you mean? You're gonna turn around and ram him? He's like, yeah, I'm gonna slam him to the bottom of the ocean. I'm like, Zartan, no. This is why you don't put Master of Disguises in charge of airships. That you've is got a terrible a, idea.
3: You've got an airplane carrier, and you're going to, like, kamikaze ram a dinghy. Like, you're going to go down when you hit this dinghy, but just... It doesn't <coughs> matter what you lose so long as you take this dude out.
1: Yeah. Uh, I do like that, like, he comes... He's going for it. Like, he is committed he is committed like Dan Campbell going for a two-point conversion from the seven-yard line. Thanks, 100%. everybody.
3: I get Thank that. You, yeah, totally. And Firefly
1: launches, quote-unquote, a lot of blooming missiles. <laughs> so many missiles that Zartan comments, this was probably a mistake. At which point we get the I don't want to explode uh, conversation, which I <laughs> loved. And yep. immediately they have to evacuate this giant airship. Zartan, you basic.
3: <laughs> i uh, again the, the the way it happens like it's it isn't like a full-on um childlike uh, cobra commander situation he's he comes in with the overwhelming firepower What well, oh shit this guy's coming at me no we'll take him down ow dude that really hurt no we got to take him down oh my god are we (laughs) not dead we did everything we're going to do whatever it takes to get him like there's a build and you you can buy that a human being would kind of lose their shit this way
1: yes Uh, yes it was phenomenal it was great i i enjoyed this back and forth interplay so much and i like the david versus goliath and the fact that david has more tricks and even when Goliath powers up, he still gets he gets tricked in a different way to bring him down. And it's just there's a lot of great stuff happening in this episode. It's all right.
3: <laughs>
1: Is this the impossibly rare Ray and Chan versus Gina episode?
2: No, I think it's good. I just like it was hard. It was hard for me to get back into it after we had been out of the game for so long. Man, didn't take me long at
1: all. But of course it didn't. That's true. Um,
3: we we can't quite leave this yet because we're introducing people yes. to uh the incredibly sexy Firefly. He is he is you a
1: dreamboat him? from Ops training.
0: Oh, really?
3: is that is that is I want to bone.
0: No, to he immediately it
1: ruins it though. Uh, uh, what does he though? Yes, his name is Stone. He and I used to have a lot of fun together. 100 okay okay hold on hold on hold on, uh, on hold on hold on hold on th- th- not pegging no no pegging in this case no.
3: it, uh this is 100 yeah we we got drunk and experimented in college so uh, conclusively uh, uh duke here is by and uh scarlet is like you know i want to watch some of this go down so
1: See, I, I i read it slightly different obviously duke and lieutenant stone did have some sort of physical relationship of that variety. I took it to mean that when they had fun, they went out and found a willing third party and that they, you know, had three ways together in sort of a college uh, bro kind of a situation. But yes, they did also, you know, touch butts and stuff, you
3: know. No, these two definitely had straight up homosexual so? inter- okay. relations. Yeah, Interesting. Uh, Interesting.
2: But. Here's what I will say when when Firefly is grossly hitting on. Scarlet a second later and she's very uncomfortable, she then introduces him to her second boyfriend.
3: Yeah. Oh, right, right. Like She
2: like very quickly is like, hey, have you met this fucking ninja? Because I have sex with him sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And And you know what? I do not want you to hit on me right now. But there's been
1: no time in my life when I've ever tried quote unquote spitting game if she would have turned to the silent ninja snake eyes and said, This is actually my other guy, that you continue. And
2: that's what she also for the record
1: did not continue.
2: That's what she was hoping. But he like then (laughs) he tries to be like buddy buddy with him. Well, uh, now don't you have a sound poll for this? Yeah.
3: Do do we?
2: Yeah. I put two in the chat.
3: So oh. far, we've heard
2: neither of them.
3: Wow! Oh. Wow! Well, Who's I sexist was now, Chan, watching this video of some dude launching himself at a judge.
2: It's
3: so... a great, great
2: video, right?
3: It's a pretty great video. Mm. All right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna go back to the first one that you uh, asked for uh, way back here. But you gotta bring these things up in the moment, otherwise, we're just gonna pass right by them. Don't put that emotional labor on
2: me. I crashed the Panther Quad and blacked out for a while. <laughs> this is just more evidence of how severely brain damaged this man is. And how <laughs> at some point, and I hope we I hope we get to it in an iteration of GI Joe, at some point he is going to start acting erratically. And like, no one is going to know. And it's going to be just like one thing a year that people are like, wow, it's like really. And then suddenly it's going to speed up and people are going to be like, hey, do you think that maybe all of those times that he blacked out after he got knocked on the head did something irreparable to his brain?
1: (coughs) Yes, is the answer.
3: Definitely uh, dying a slow death of Parkinson's uh just like uh, disintegrating before the other joe's eyes they can do nothing to help him despite all of the advances made in uh drinking robot dog technology yeah, they should
2: find that kid and give him give him robot parkinson's technology
3: yeah yeah
2: i actually think that once he finds out they'll like go on one last mission there will be like a a moment i i assume you've all seen the the cinematic masterpiece red there will be a moment where they need they need a like a distraction and it's like here's the thing we're surrounded by cobra troops and they've got live ammo one of us needs to go out there and they aren't coming back and then like someone offers to go and duke is like it should be me
1: wait now, is this red as in retired and extremely dangerous, or you is this red it. as in the red, white, and blue trilogy of movies? Like Christoph Kozlovsky. The the art house films. Mm-hmm. Which no. one are you referring to,
2: Gina? Uh, retired, extremely dangerous. Great movie. I've seen that one. It's fantastic. Not uh, the art house one. one no. No, and, totally. that, and at some point, you think Bruce Willis is going to kill himself, he's going to sacrifice himself, but really, they send the black dude.
3: And it Jeez always still works. Christ, way. really?
2: I mean, Ooh. to be fair, he is the oldest. He's ready to go out. Yeah. And it's Morgan Freeman. So
1: movies didn't used to be so woke. Chan,
2: get over it. <laughs>
3: uh, here's the second clip that Gina asked for. This is uh, um, the aforementioned Firefly heading on Scarlet and then Scarlet's mm. uh, rebuttal. And then Firefly uh, you know, uh, walking it back
1: those skills and that beauty surely makes you
3: the ultimate sigma six weapon
0: Mm. Uh, (laughs) uh, um, how nice of you to say so Uh, this is uh snake eyes
2: of course the legendary ninja himself snake eyes so tell me what's the good word ninja Ooh. first of all he's doing a joe bluth voice (laughs) Michael, Oh, uh,
1: snake no, eyes. It's not a. Also, trick. the way he talked to Scarlet is sort of how I see uh, Gina's interactions with the writing staff when she joins the <laughs> GI Joe Writers Room reboot <laughs> in season two. We can only hope. <laughs> they just. I mean, one. I'm trying to wish that into the universe. Oh wait, but they're two, doing it to me,
2: or I'm doing it to them. I was picturing me doing the Joe B- Joe blue blue voice to them. I'll be honest. I'd seen it the
1: other way around, but now I can't see it any other way than the one you just described.
2: I assume I'm the one doing the sexual harassing in this in this scenario. I mean,
1: it is going to be a bunch of 24 year old, six foot four guys. So yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Makes everyone sense. knows that that's who populates writers' rooms uh, for cartoons. Gina,
1: I assure you, it is. <laughs> And by the way, these aren't writers. These are people who are very good at uh, specifying AI
2: prompts. Oh, okay. Then that tracks. Yeah. (laughs) I love that people say,
1: have you seen, I'm sure we've all seen on the internet where people are just like, I crafted this this stellar set of prompts to get you this very unique image. And it's like, you're basically basically bragging that you figured out the ultimate settings to get your burrito cooked all the way through in the microwave.
2: Yeah. I mean... Although even microwave would impress me more than that, actually.
1: (laughs) It's so it's so bad. It's uh, do the work, get the skill, do the work idiot.
2: Yeah. Go fuck yourself.
1: Anyway, firefly is debonair guy. That's what I wrote here. I said, this is very weird. This is not the firefly I know and love. And trust me, he's one of my favorite characters in the entire GI Joe universe. So one, I was not expecting him to get introduced and number two i was definitely not expecting him to get introduced in this way
2: he's yeah. joe very bluth. strange i can't i can't see him as anyone but joe bluth now
1: oh, <laughs> man
2: uh and then finally yeah uh lieutenant stone gives duke the sea
1: titan which is the submersible vehicle that they were shooting uh zartan from
2: duke and sigma six now get to use it as a base which, by the way, they're was- all, like, surprised. Like, he clearly didn't tell them about this. Like, Scarlet's no, like, hold is- up, we live on this now? And I was like, yeah. damn, give a girl some notice. I mean, fair.
1: But this was a secret project that Hawk knew about, but did not. No, Duke maybe knew about it, but
2: they didn't think they were getting it. But he forgot from all the brain damage. Yeah, I mean, that's probably true, yeah. Uh,
3: it was originally uh, not called the Sea Titan. It was called the C Word, which was... Uh, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was a much better name. But...
1: That's you know what? I, yeah, that's a way better name. If Chen <laughs> and sure. the rare and the rare possibility that I end up with a boat, <laughs> it will now be called the C word. Yes. S E A W A R D.
3: Mm-hmm. Of course. How would you spell it any other way?
1: No, it'd be crafts in any other way. But we both know what's happening. Sea craft. Uh- are,
3: are we done now?
1: No, because we have the epilogue of this episode. <sighs> because a f- Storm Shadow didn't show up. A figure enters a Cobra disc in some sort. Like, there's a lot of... We don't know a lot of what's happening here. A figure who is clearly sinister, we assume is going to be Firefly, inserts a Cobra disc, turning a computer system into a Cobra system. Dun, dun, dun. What happened to Storm Shadow?
3: <laughs>
1: he went on his mission in act one and much like Chekhov's storm shadow he never went off
3: he maybe have delivered it to uh firefly
2: uh maybe yeah that's a good point
3: i mean sneaking in and out of a base ain't no small thing i storm mean shadow i just can hope do he like time,
2: is playing hooky i hope he's he's ferris buellering this mission just
3: getting
1: a Bowl of ramen while he was supposed to be out.
2: Yeah, he just I, come to I him, mean, and he's
1: still on the toilet. He's just taking
2: a big dump on company time. That dude does deserve a that dude does deserve a break every now and then. That's all I am saying. You know what?
1: Yeah, I am with that. So Cobra takes over the system, and that is the end of episode fourteen. I am excited if this is what we're gonna get. Maybe Sigma Six figured some poop out, and we're gonna get some amazing television for the rest of this. Knowing it's half the podcast season eight.
3: I feel like this is a fluke Uh, like back when uh, uh, what was it? The uh, the Deke era. There were like the two Christy Marks episodes. We did. Yeah, that
1: was Deke Yeah. Oh, Mm.
3: shit. Like those are actually good. What (laughs) the hell? Maybe they figured it out and then immediately just went right back to crap. Like, oh, it was just those two episodes that she wrote.
1: It just turns out Christy Marks is a fantastic writer. And got the most out of this property that anybody could ever be expected to. And yeah, uh, uh, she wrote two of the top three, if not two of the top two episodes. Uh, I think Flint Dilly came back and wrote that one with the flying serpentor who was trying to be a superhero. That was actually pretty awesome as well. So I would argue that maybe those are the top three episodes of of, uh, Deke era. I think uh, like they probably anyway
2: fired the previous season's writers' rooms for this show, and then uh, and then that's why it's better. Also, these are our, these are our outlooks on life. Uh, uh, Ray is stupidly optimistic for no reason, with no proof. Chan is stupidly pessimistic for no reason with no proof. Uh, I relate everything back to my struggling career.
3: That's okay. You know what? That's that's like 90% accurate. Yeah. <laughs> right. No notes.
1: No, that's great. And and thank you, everybody, for joining us here in season eight. Can you believe it? Of knowing is half the podcast. So, Chan, before this episode drops, I'm going to need a new show logo from you. Oh, shit. We just did this, I feel like. Yeah, because been... we, we made two for season seven, and we said the other one will be season eight. Oh.
3: Yeah. I, I already had it uh made into a uh, phone case that i've been using for months now that's right
0: oh yeah that's
1: right you have so if you could please turn that into a 1400 by 1400 pixel logo with the name of the show on it that that would be ideal
3: i don't know this feels like it's from me just me
1: well i'll be hitting up fiverr soon yeah <laughs> Otherwise, you can find us at all the things. Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, we do appreciate you every single day. Uh, you can also find us at Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast or on threads at knowing is half the podcast on threads, everybody. Threads. On threads. Get it now
2: because it'll be probably done in a week.
1: Probably not with a hundred million current active users, but you mm-hmm. know. Keep telling yourself. Active- active- are they yeah.
3: active
1: though? Uh, monthly active users, one hundred million. Yeah, <laughs> so fact, Twitter has four hundred million a monthly active users. So, and it took seventeen years to get there, as opposed to five months.
3: Oh, is is uh, this threads also a uh, flaming dumpster fire? Full of no, it's <laughs> honestly
1: pretty great because you can edit your uh, threads uh, within, I think, thirty minutes of posting them for free. And any uh, trolls that appear to reply under your your posts, you can just hide them, and they'll never get interaction, and you'll never have to see them again. Some mm-hmm. great features that are anti dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, threads. It's pretty. I'm here. I'm here for it. Me and threads. Zuck, give me that check. Well, I was prepared to stop the show right there, but Robert Clark Chan wants to keep going. So, yeah. uh, Chan, tell us more about London. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, let me tell you. It is cold and wet, but the playgrounds there. My god, the playgrounds.
1: I mean, I thought the playgrounds were just giant Warhammer stores. Is that not Is that not accurate?
3: Uh, I mean, the the children
1: are all covered in paint. What London did you go to again?
0: Go, go ignite. <laughs>
2: wherever Cobra strikes. Wherever they attack. G.I. Joe will fight. There's no turning back.
1: Classic matchups like RoboCop vs. Terminator and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com